Hi, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Simply Empowered, a podcast that discusses real-life issues that teens face every day and how to conquer them. I'm your host, Madeline Sang, and with me today is Pranav Joshi. He's a super academically competitive person, and I'm lucky to have him be a part of Big Impact Tutoring, a free peer tutoring service for middle school and high school students. Today, let's talk about commitment. Whatever situation you're in, you need to be committed to achieving the highest level of success. I think as teenagers, sometimes we try to procrastinate and just not think about the situation in front of us, but I can tell you from experience, that is not the move. Things just end up piling up, which just leads to so much more stress. But enough of that for now, let's meet Pranav. Pranav, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, My name's Pranav, I'm a sophomore in New Jersey and uh, I do cross-country track. I play the piano and I also volunteer some places. Really? So where do you volunteer? Uh, it's mainly like something like big impact tutoring. It's uh, basically I'm helping kids uh, learn uh, subjects in STEM. Like each well before quarantine started, each week, each biweekly lessons. Each week would be a bit like we have a topic in science we'd study about, and then technology, engineering, math, and like it rotate each time we met. Wow. Wait. So you said you do all STEM topics, right? So what got you into STEM? I mean, the fact that it's kind of basically the future it would like most um most jobs like we're going into teenagers will be going into will be mainly stem based and even if they are stem based they'll have some um part of stem in it like uh any job you have to do will require you to know some things about computers and coding so that's like how i got into it i'm like all right i might as well help other kids learn this because well they're they're going to need it as well as i am so i might just help them that's a really good reason um so it comes to like a lot of commitment, especially when it comes to doing academics, but we can get into that later because I heard you said you do cross country and track. Like, wow, how did you get into it and how long have you been involved in the sport? Um, so when I was young in New Zealand, we there we had to do a mandatory. It was mandatory for us to do like a cross country and track race every year. And I wasn't like, I wasn't like super like Usain Bolt. I didn't like try to like get the world record or anything but i i was i don't want to sound cocky but pretty good at running so i'm like all right i might as well continue this and when i came to the u.s because we we would do it every year so when i came to the u.s i was like all right i might as well continue it because well i like it so yeah i just continued it wow and you're from new zealand wow okay so when did you come to the u.s and how was that Technically, I'm born in Connecticut, then I moved to New Zealand when I was three, and then I came back in 2013. And I'm actually, I think we moved to New Zealand because, like, family issues, but I'm not sure where we came back. I think my parents just wanted me to get, like, a better education for me and my brother. Mm-hmm. So you came back when you were 10 or 9? 9. I don't Okay. Wow. That's pretty early, though. So it must have been a pretty interesting transition from changing countries, right? How was that uh, for you? Yeah. Rough. Rough? Yeah. So what exactly did you have to go through in that case? Like, was it like making new friends or? I think it was mainly making new friends and also trying to get uh, reassigned with like the curriculum. Because in New Zealand, like, it was very like basic. Like, I was like really ahead. I was kind of like the smartest kid in my class from grades one through four. So when I came to New Zealand, I had this like laid back because it was like really easy, like school there was like a breeze so when i came to the u.s i had the same attitude i'm like oh this is gonna be a breeze it's gonna be easy so um day three of my fourth grade in the u.s i had a science test on food webs 
And I take that test and I'm somehow able to answer some of the questions because I did had to study, except I got like a 75 on it. So that like really opened my eyes. I'm like, okay, it's not going to be as easy as it is. So I just started studying a lot, trying to get like math. I was good for math. I knew up to like pre-algebra. So I was pretty much good for that. Reading, I needed like reading and writing. Reading was fine. I've always loved reading. Writing, I've has always been a bit of a weak spot for me academically. So I needed to figure out like how to write essays properly and etc. So I got some tutoring for that, tutoring for that. And history was at that time U.S. history. So I just started reading like the few of the textbooks that my teacher gave me and etc. So it, it was a struggle to catch up, but I didn't manage it. And then, yeah, that was the most. That was probably the most difficult part. And like since we're in fourth grade, you don't like in high school we go to. 10 different classes a day and we meet like at least two uh 50 different people a day like in each class because like you don't have the same people in each class whereas in fourth grade you'd have the same class for the entire day so it wasn't as much of a challenge for me to make new friends but it did take a while yeah and that, com- that completely makes sense especially since you're completely changing your environment and so it's just a bit of a wake-up call, I think, when you talked about, like, your academic, like, shock, I guess, shell shock, when you realized it was completely different from what you had learned. Yeah, I feel like that kind of, like, applies to a lot of people because, like, especially from the transition, I think, from middle school to high school. Now, you can totally disagree with me on this, but, like, the the transition is, like, everyone's, like, taking it easy in middle school from where I am. And then after that, like, when they come to high school, it's like, whoa, we actually got to take life seriously now. Our grades matter. Did that happen for you, too, or...? Yeah, my um my eighth grade math teacher, we were it was like really chill. Like she didn't assign much homework. Like she barely assigned a a, a sheet, a marking period, and we really had to study for tests. So when I did come, uh, my teacher was new in in freshman year last year. So he he was new and he was being mentored by like the hardest teacher in our school. So. The first test he gave, he didn't really have time because he was trying to figure out like lesson plans and et cetera. So he asked for his mentor's test and I did not do well. I don't think anyone in our class did extremely well, except for like the people who live, except for people who like live math. So they, like I got like an 83 on it, which wasn't as bad. Some people got like 60s. So it really opened people's eyes to like, okay, we can't take this as um, chill as we were like last year in high school, in middle school. Yeah, for sure. That totally makes sense, especially since like increased academic rigor and everything. And so I think that kind of, um, as I said before, academic shell shock really causes us to go like be all in for some people, you know, and be committed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Back to like high school life. You, you you're doing cross country and track in high school right now. I was before this thing happened. Okay, so um, what lessons do you think you've learned from being involved in sports? Definitely, you can't do everything by yourself. Like I know it sounds cliche, but there is no cross country and track. They're all about teamwork, and there is no I in team. Like, sure, you can work towards setting records for yourself and trying to break records that you set for yourself, but in the end, it's all about teamwork. And you have to like boost each other like in the middle of a race. Sometimes you're you just run with someone and keep pace with them, and they're just gonna try and beat you, and then you try to beat them, and it just keeps on going until you get faster and faster. And it's mainly cross country and track. They're both team 
uh, sports. I know some people can't believe that, but it is. And that's probably the most important lesson is letting people like is helping people with yourself and them. Yeah. And I think that's such an amazing like analysis of what a team sport like cross country and track is, because I think that there's a lot of people, like you said, that believe it's a very individualized sport, but as someone committed to a sports team, you're also committed to your teammates, right? Yeah. Like, uh, my coach has a saying, um, when you leave, like some people, they like, um, they didn't really do well. Like they, they had injuries and like our coach, they under- he understands that, but he's like, I hate to say this, but try not to get injured. Like, cause if you go down, then the team goes down as well. And that's probably like thing that hits most people like the most because it just shows you how, how like hard it can hit someone. Yeah. And I think that's like with a lot of sports, um, it's like you, it's the team effort in a sense where you also have to be conscientious of how you are outside of that sport. Like when you're actually competing, you also have to be very conscientious of how you are when it comes to taking care of yourself or eating well, because you're also not only just committing to the competitions, you're committing to the team. And you also have to like watch your behavior because when you show bad behavior, it's a reflection upon the team. It's like, oh, their coach, it's like, oh, their coach made them do this. Or like, they're, oh, this is what their coach teaches them or something like that. Or this is how their team is. Like, it's a bad reflection upon the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that makes sense. Um, So what do you think is the most difficult part about running then? I'd say the most difficult part about it, the amount of practice you have to put into it. Sure, some people could get by just like going to the practices and stuff and just doing what they do and doing the minimal amount of work. But if you really want to do good at it and succeed at it, then you have to like spend your own time. Like you have to like on Sundays, like on Sundays, we we didn't have uh, practices. We had practices Monday through Saturday and Sundays we didn't have practices because it was meant to be like an easy day, like a rest day. Except coaches like, um, if you really want to get better, then the best way is to just do like an easy 20 minute run on Sundays. And it's like just to cool yourself and like out some of like that lactic acid in your um, body and et cetera, just to, to feel better overall. And that's probably the hardest part. And like we were, we would be given um, workouts to do over breaks, like over Thanksgiving breaks, uh, coach would say, all right, do like, we have these things called strides, basically sprints. Do like um, five sprints for like 800 meter, eight, five 800 meter sprints. And it's like stuff like that, 30 minute runs, um, a minute fast, and then like 30 seconds slow. Basically you sprint for like a minute and then you go slow for 30 seconds for like two miles, three miles. That would be the hardest part is actually running on your own and like fine exercise Mm -hmm. especially since like what you're saying running alone is something where you actually have to be individually yeah i get that um individually committed you can't just rely on your team to like boost your motivation you know you have to be wanting it you have to want to be better right okay so like um you said that it's pretty difficult to like want to be able to do it by yourself, right? To like um, take the extra mi- go the extra mile by yourself, right? So, how do you? What mindset do you keep in mind when you are reminding yourself that you actually have to do this? It's something that you have to do to get better. On the like on the team, it's not really. It's kind of encouraged to have like personal rivalries. Like I don't mean like every time you see someone, you try and have a fist fight with them. I mean like times wise, like. Uh, if someone is like 
10 is like five seconds faster than you, try to shave off that five seconds from like your mile time and try to beat them. And then it just, it's a domino effect. When you try to beat their five minutes, they're going to try to beat your five seconds and then etc. And then eventually you just both get faster. So I think that's the main, um, what do you call it? Um, encouragement in trying to become faster is that you're going to beat the other person, be faster than the other person. And that also encourages the other person to become faster than you. Hence why it's also a very good team sport. It's sorry. It's like it's really good for individual and teamwork because individual work you're getting fitter and you're getting you're getting healthier and teamwork is like you're helping the team because you get faster. Your person arrives like, oh god, I gotta get faster now. So then they get faster and you're like, oh god, he got faster, I get faster, and it just continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really sounds like iron sharpens iron in here, right? Because it like running by yeah. yourself is super hard, so you have to have um, this sense of competitive spirit or wanting to do better for yourself right yeah okay it really just sounds like a mental commitment and I think that some people can draw connections to things like academically and like I remember you take a lot of academically competitive classes you're also tutoring so how do you handle that amount of dedication to your academics I guess the desire to please my parents um that's like a very Asian thing to say but I I mean I don't, I obviously don't want to fail high school. I mean, no one wants that. If you do want that, then I question your mental health. But I, I want to graduate. I want to go to a good college. That's my desire for trying to do well in the courses I take and taking the amount of courses that I do. And as for tutoring, uh, tutoring people that like, I just want to help people, you know? It's like, I'm human. You're human. We're all human. Humans should try to help people, not be greedy and hoard everything Mm -hmm. from themselves. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. That's such an amazing like reflection on how commitments should be because it's not just a selfish commitment because you're doing an amazing job by also like by staying committed to your academics throughout this time and also reaching out and helping other people. I think that's really amazing. School is definitely an important thing to be committed to as shown by Pranav, but um, there are several other instances where it's a little bit more difficult to see like what should be the ultimate priority, especially when you are, let's say, for example, a student athlete, you have to learn how to find a balance um, between those things. And actually, I have done a podcast episode about balance you should check out. It's season one, episode two. But for now, let's talk about how can we prioritize which things we should go like all in for, you know, and commit to. Because if we don't do something like that, we could lead to us like being overcommitted and being spread out too thin. So how can we decide which things should be prioritized? Um, the way I did it was, I wouldn't say focus on one thing at a time, because in something like where you're doing five things at one time, it's not something to do. Because if you focus straight on priorities, like, sorry, not priorities, straight on academics, then your physical, your team, your athletics are going to go back, you're going to recede. So I think it's, like you said, it's about finding the right balance, and as you said in your last podcast. So I would, as for like what things deserve my most like crucial attention, well, for example, sports, like they need to like top of my game, you know? Like I have to be there. And for like the things that balancing is like things that I'm good at, things that I know, and things that we're going to know about, like uh, if I have a history test, I might just like skim through the chapter, like try to figure out like, all right, I know this, 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 what do I need to study? This. Whereas if I'm, if I have like an English paper, I might be like, all right, I need to spend more time on this because I'm not as good as English as I am in history. So it's all about finding your strengths and weaknesses and capitalizing upon your strengths and increase and making your weaknesses uh, less weak, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. So it's basically like finding out which parts you really can go for, like without putting that much effort in yeah. and still doing very well. And then also finding things you're maybe not so weaker at and being committed to those things even more to improve yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's really great. And also when it comes to like um, finding out which things you need to be committed to, but there are some times when we realize that we really just need to stop like being committed to one certain thing. Like, let's just say you're just way overcommitted to the point where you can't physically do one of these things anymore. So how can we eliminate things we are previously committed to once we realize it's taking up too much of our time? That's an excellent question. If you think something is taking up too much of your time and you don't enjoy it anymore, like first thing you want to ask is, do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy doing it? Do you love doing it? Do you want to continue doing it? And if your answer is no, then just drop it. Because if you don't like what you're doing, then there's no point in doing it. You're going to be sad and just not, not good. It's bad for your mental health. If you do enjoy doing it, though, then try to fi figure out, like, okay, then how can I move it back so I'm not overcommitted to it, but still somewhat committed to it? And then you just try to find the balance between it. Like, if you're overcommitted to it and, like, you enjoy doing it and you're really good at it, then you might as well, like, move it back a bit, like, push it aside for, like, more important commitments and more things that you're not good at that you want to get good at. Yeah, that's that's really great advice, actually, because otherwise you might end up losing something that you actually really enjoy doing. And so it's really just deciding how to find that balance and then deciding which yeah. things to make a commitment. Yeah, one of the most... Sorry, uh, I was just saying, one of the most important things in life is enjoying something. And I know some people are like, but it's like sometimes people don't like, sometimes people frown upon the things that they do enjoy. And like, that's not good because like, okay, sure, if you might enjoy video games or watching movies, like, sure, watch one movie a day or play a few hours of video games a day. But don't be like, and if you sometimes like, so you see like these YouTubers, they're like creating, um, what do you call walkthroughs and gameplays of these actual games then they enjoy doing them like that's good for them it's what they want to do but if there's other things that you have on your i'm not i'm, I'm not getting youtubers like they're 10 times more successful than i am at the moment but if, if you're good at something then just keep on doing it. if you enjoy doing it like have it as like a a, a relief like Say you're really stressed at work, you're really stressed with like the amount of schoolwork you have and you just need a break. Then go watch a movie, go watch a comedy, um, and take your mind off it. Just enjoy yourself for like few that few two, three, four hours. And then come back and you and feel better, more fresh, and you're not as pissed at it and you can actually think that better. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense because otherwise you're just going to end up hating everything you do, right? So that's definitely really great advice. Yeah. Everything and everyone, too. Some people, they like, if they get too stressed, they just lash at everybody and then, yeah, it's not good for your mental health. Mm -hmm. No, I, yeah. As someone who's actually done that before, I'm not proud to say it, but I have snapped at people because I've been overcommitted. It is definitely a really good thing to learn how to set a balance for yourself with your priorities. So yeah, that's great advice. But there are some times when you actually, you have to be committed to something that you really don't want to do. So what's a mindset that people can use when they feel like giving up on something that they really should not be giving up on? 
I'd say just think about how it will benefit you in the long term. Like, um, this it comes kind of comes back to the phrase "no pain, no gain." Like, if you go through something you don't want to do, well, then it's gonna help you later in the long run. Like, I really don't want to write essays, but I have to because it's gonna benefit my grade. You don't want to take like, you don't want to take a course, but it'll benefit you. Like, I'm not good with computers. I will not deny it. I'm terrible with computers. Like, but I. My parents said I should take um, Intro to Computer and AP CompSci because it will help me in the future. And like, I don't need to learn how to create an AI system, but it would be good to know basic Python and Java. So that's what I'm trying to do for next year. Yeah. Wow, that's actually like really good. No pain, no gain, because otherwise you really like you're gonna be able to like. Hmm, that's right. You're gonna be like flip flopping between like what you really want to do, what you have to do. So it's really just a good idea to keep that mindset of um, of like commitment throughout things, even if you really, really don't want to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Pranav. Hope you have an amazing week. Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm. That was Pranav Joshi about making commitments to important things. Please remember while that this podcast is meant to empower individuals and help them learn how to respond to difficult times in an emotionally healthy way, this is not professional advice. If you or someone you know needs further help and advice, please consult a licensed professional. This is Madeline Singh, your host for Simply Empowered, a podcast for teens by teens. Thank you so much to our listeners and supporters for tuning in and hope you all have an empowered day.